we're all just humans being. And I just want kids to feel that they're not alone, I guess, and not the only ones. You know, that we all have these insecurities or struggles. We all need to remember that we're amazing. We are amazing. <laughs> this is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven. Kia ora, welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations with me, your host, Andy Dixon. Since last episode, I've been along to the Awaken Conference here in Ōtutahi, which is New Zealand's conference for rainbow people of Christian faith. Uh, it's run by a diverse church who feature in my conversation with their founder, Craig Watson, on episode 47. And my biggest takeaway from the weekend, which I've shared over on Instagram and Facebook, is that if you want to understand how to give people a sense of inclusion and belonging, Go and hang out with people who know what it's like to be excluded. It was a beautiful time with beautiful people, and I've never felt so included in my life. So thanks to Craig and the Awaken team, a huge love to you. On to today's episode, I had the pleasure of having a all with Kath B. Kath is one of New Zealand's top children's music writers and performers, with a ton of accolades under her belt and an infectiously positive outlook on life. I was surprised to find out how late Kath started in music, which then allowed for some great discussion about life before music, including how being a teacher aide has shaped her as she learnt from those who others call disabled. We also discuss why she likes to write songs that teach positive messages about life to children, and how her collaboration with Etu Tangata came about that led her to take out Best Song at the New Zealand Children's Music Awards last year. It's another encouraging and uplifting conversation. This is episode 67 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Kath B. Well, kia ora Kath, welcome to the podcast. Kia ora Andy, it's lovely to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Or should I say I actually uh, invited myself? <laughs> you did, but but actually, what a great idea. So I'll take connections anyway they come. Um, nor here, queer. Tell us a bit about yourself. Who is Kath B? Oh, crikey. That's a good question because um, immediately I, I turned to um, my creative side, my, yep. um, my Kath B songs for kids personality, um, myself. Uh, I'm now a... A, a new or a, a, a my granddaughter's one year old, so I'm a mm. kind of a new nana, nice. which is a whole new um, phase of life, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I've heard I'm, I've heard others say that's the reason you have kids is so that you can do that bit. Have, have, have <laughs> yeah, the grandkids it, <laughs> later on. But. It is a it is a good payoff actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. Um, Gosh, it's an actually really great question because you very rarely uh, um, think about who you are yeah. yourself. You more think about what your job is. Yeah, what eh? you do. Yeah. What you do. Yeah. So um, let's say I'm uh, quite um, – I, I like to have fun. <laughs> I like to laugh. Um, I do like music. Um, I like to paddleboard. I like to do yoga. I like walking. I love to be kind to other people, and that takes all forms. 
and um, yeah, I'm sort of uh, in the phase of life where it's sort of you've done all the hard yards and before you kind of retire, I suppose, and what that means and and, and um, rediscovering who you are yeah. is at this age kind of thing. I'm I'm 57. So, yeah. Nice. And you're you're yeah. based up in the Nelson, Nelson. region? Mm-hmm. Nice. We were just up there over Christmas. Well, my, yeah. My in-laws are in Richmond. Oh, nice. So, Did you stay there? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, we cool. stayed with my mother-in-law and um, nice. yeah, had a week up there and managed to come after bad weather and before bad weather. So I was going to ask about the weather. <laughs> it was lovely when we were up there. Um, Excellent. Yep. There's some awesome things to do here. It's a really lovely yep. region for everything's handy kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I there's, love it. There's here. a whole lot of paddleboarding going on up there, isn't there? Yes. I know. It's constant. People out there on their paddleboards, it's, it's great. great. I haven't done it for a long time, but I've really enjoyed it when I've done it. But yeah, as you've alluded to, a big part of life for you is being a musician. Yep. How early did you get into playing music? Um, I was a la- very late starter, actually. Right. So um, I I had a musical upbringing because my father, we had a piano and he played piano by ear. And so there was always music kind of in the house. And then um, my oldest sister learnt classical piano through the grades. So there was always um, practicing going on and scales and all sorts. And um, Dad loved to listen to his records, his classical and opera records, which we used to sort of take the mickey out of sometimes. We'd go around the house going, la, la, yeah. la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we weren't big fans, and Mum wasn't either, but she was pretty tolerant of all that. And uh, Mum was a good singer, and she could also whistle and tune. Um, none of us were sort of out there performance. It was more yeah. at home. So um, that was kind of my my musical start, and I did try to learn. My sister tried to teach me piano probably when I was five. I think we did about a year but I was a bit flighty. I wanted to be able to play all the good stuff without having to practice. Yeah. (laughs) I've just recently started doing a bit of teaching with my nine-year-old and um, we tried to do like kind of formal one lesson every week thing, but separating teacher and dad was too hard. So, so what we've done now is she kind of goes through the book and I give her tips kind of as and when I feel like it and she listens to them or not. So, <laughs> is this guitar? Oh, uh, this piano? is piano. Yeah. Oh, piano. okay. Have you learned classical piano? Yes, I, I did up to grade five. Oh, was, that's pretty good. Was my music good start solid and, start? And then yeah. I decided that I'd had enough of classical and I didn't want to do that anymore. And I rebelled and went off and did other stuff. Learned guitar and drums on the way as well. Um, but then, yeah, now I kind of wish I'd kept up my ability to play mm. that classical stuff because my left hand basically does octaves now in the bass yes um yeah and but that's okay you know it suited it what is. I've needed to do and it's it gave me the theory to then be able to do all the other music stuff that I've done over the years yep. so yeah yep I think um I definitely I don't know if I regret it but I kind of wish I'd stuck at it a bit um because it would have been useful learning the piano is good because it's kind of it makes sense it's one note after the other that makes sense as guitars a bit nonsensical in a way 
Well, it isn't, but you know, it's it's easier on the piano. So yeah, I kind of wish I'd I'd done my a little bit more and a little bit more theory, but mm. at the same time, I've gotten where I've gotten without having to. So yeah, that's nice. good. <laughs> so when did you start like playing guitar? And, uh, okay, like so I I learned a few chords when I was a teenager. My sister had a boyfriend who played guitar, so I learned a few things. I learned Sugar Mountain from Neil Young, and I learned um, Hey Hey My My. I learned to play a little bit of um, Stairway to Heaven and, you know, those kind of things that everyone learns. And then um, when I, my daughter was about 11, I think, and I couldn't figure out how to play sharps or anything on the guitars. Like, what's going on? So then I learned how to play bar chords. I went to some, there just happened to be someone across the road who was teaching music, a guitar. And, uh, yeah, I learned a few bar chords and I was like, oh, it all kind of opened up for me. So, and then um, I went to some singing lessons just for fun in the evenings. And that's when the uh, teacher said, I think you should do the contemporary music course at the School of Music. Right. And then my daughter was 11 and I thought, oh, yeah, I could So how old were you at that stage? Now. I was 35. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it was a late starter, but yeah. it was just the best thing I'd ever done for so many reasons. Um, meeting people, um, learnt so much. Like there were people, there were people there who'd been playing music for years, and there was me who had never even plugged in a lead or anything yeah. in my life. So it was just so so good. So mm. so what had you been doing like when you left school and stuff? Uh, when I left school, I worked in offices, so I did clerical, um, various clerical jobs. Um, mostly that I worked for the health department, the conservation department. And then I had my daughter, and um, when she was school age, I started um, doing teacher rating. Oh, nice. Because it was great, school hours and school holidays. So, um, yeah, I did that. And I was a solo mum from... I think she was three when we moved back to Nelson. And so, yeah, it was convenient and it worked well. Uh, then I, I did teacher rating for years and worked with um, various, people with varying abilities, with autistic people, with um, Down syndrome children. And, yeah, it was a really good, it was kind of grounding yeah. and it was quite real. Because <laughs> teacher rating is one of those jobs that, I mean, it flies under the radar for a lot of people that they kind of almost don't even realize it happens. But typically, if if a kid needs a teacher aid, it's because there are difficulties, or you know, that the school challenges system, the school system doesn't necessarily work for them properly. No, which you know, that's that's something I've I'm chair of the board at the girls' oh. school, and that's something I've noticed is that it's not even that you know these kids can and that kid can't. It's that actually this whole system is designed for this type of kid, not for that type of kid. Yeah. Um, did you find you learned kind of about yourself while you were doing it as well? I did. But I also learned that um, we're all humans just getting along, yeah. regardless of our abilities or um, challenges. And I'm... I kind of learned that I was quite good working with people with all sorts of challenges and just treating them like I would treat anybody. And through that, I think I made a lot better connections with some of the kids that I was working with. And this was, you know, everyone who's from someone who struggled with maths 
to someone quite autistic. And so, yeah, it was just just be yourself. And what I did love, especially with one um, girl who had uh, Asperger's, was that she did not have inhibitions. And so when we were together, like if she felt like dancing in the middle of the playground, she wouldn't. So that made me think, well, I'm going to just do it too. Yeah, nice. And um, and so I spent time with her when she'd left school as well. And sometimes we'd walk down the street and she'd just be singing and I'd just be singing and people would be looking at us, but it didn't matter. And I think that that um, kind of, it does help to let go of your inhibitions when you're with someone who doesn't have so many inhibitions, it's great. I guess that also, I've talked a lot on the podcast about the term disability and it challenges what you think of as a disability because actually, you know, that was something that's actually enabling for her in a lot of ways. And, you know, we carry a disability because we've got these, you know, inhibitions that make us not want to do that sort of thing. So that's um, right. Not that, you know, Asperger's doesn't have its own challenges, but Mm. yeah, it's all perspective, isn't it? It sure is perspective. That's right. And um, you know, I've been because I'm a because I'm a nana and I've got wee Elsie, and because you kind of realise that when when you're a baby, you are born just thinking you're awesome, and and just everything's awesome, and everything you do is awesome because yeah. you like you you blow off and everyone claps like yeah, yeah. you did a fart, it's awesome. Yeah. I kind of wonder if I can say that word yeah. on your you no, know everything good. you do is just. <laughs> Now she just started walking and we're all like, you know, and we don't as adults celebrate our blooming achievements enough. Like we just sort of, you know, I didn't, I just did that. It's not a big deal. Um, But I think that it's a good learning curve to go every little thing that, you know, you achieve is, is a, you should celebrate it. Yeah. And also it's a really good thinking that when you're born, you're um you're free of all that stuff. And it as you grow up, there's it only takes one person to say one thing to give you an oh, maybe I'm not as awesome as I thought I was. I thought my dancing was cool, but now so it's yeah, it's really it's um it's a little bit sad that that happens, but it's also a good lesson to think. Actually, I am, you know, I am okay. I am awesome. I do achieve things. And yeah, I don't know where that came from. but <laughs> No, that's awesome. So once you went to the performing arts school, mm-hmm. was that with an eye towards a career in it? Or was that just, hey, this will be a, a fun thing to do at this time of life? Or Yeah, it was more a, hey, this will be a fun thing to do at this time of life. What what else am I going to do now that my daughter was getting a bit older, you know? And because I never went to uni, I didn't have any, um, I didn't know what my passions were or what I wanted to do. And I was kind of happy just doing whatever came along. And I'm still pretty much the same. (laughs) Um, uh, So, yeah, it was just that. But it did lead to... um, a choir must have been I must have met her through the singing and she was a teacher at a school and when I finished the course she said come and do some teaching with our tamariki and I thought to myself I have no idea what I'm doing (laughs) but okay okay so I traveled over to Motueka um, once a week and I taught 
kids' music. I honestly, I did not know what I was doing, but we all had a good time, and they seemed to learn some stuff. Um, and then, then at the end of the year, I thought, oh, we better do a concert. And um, I was trying to think of a Christmassy song to sing, and I thought of carols, and I do love carols, but I thought, oh, nah, these these kids are a bit cool for carols. So I wrote a song, a Christmas song, and it actually came out okay, and they liked it. I was like, whoa, I could do this. That's yeah. actually really cool that, you know, even your teacher aiding kind of sets you up with the opportunity to then be back in that space and have it be familiar. And I mean, like you say, you kind of went, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but you also <laughs> were in an environment where you weren't completely new to. Um, yes, I, that's I, right. I always like seeing how people's lives kind of build towards the next thing um, yeah. and, and kind of tracing those things through. And, you know, I've seen that in my life where I've done one thing and then seemingly gone and done something completely different only to find that, it's almost the same, but with, you know, different clothes on. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a whole different idea, but actually I'm doing much of the same schoolwork or, you know, that this yeah. thing led to that. or um, So, yeah, so it's I find that really fascinating. Yeah, that just um, reminded me of, because I, I, um, I do um, some things in schools uh, for Duffy Books and they give out free books to schools and kids and um I, I do what's called role model assemblies and in my speech I read when I was starting to write my speech or my spiel for the kids I sort of was trying to think about how books had influenced me as a writer and I remembered that I used to read I used to love Dr Seuss books like I read them like crazy and I didn't realize then of course that that would influence my rhyming style my the way I write songs and yeah so you just never know well pretty much everything you learn or do has some sort of influence later on and that could be a good influence or it could be a not so good influence you know in the, in the sad cases where where bad things happen or, or you have bad experience but it still leads you to where you are and who you are yeah yeah I mean yeah like I say it's definitely been the case for my life and even writing writing the book that I wrote last year you know, it's a rhyming thing that I wrote for Etu Tangata. Well, that traces yes. back to me starting st- starting to write songs as a teenager, and then I actually was a rapper through my twenties, and oh, then nice. and then flowed from rap into spoken word poetry. Um, you know, so it's like been one kind of step after another, all mm-hmm. utilizing those skills, but in quite different spaces. Um, mm. and, and now, of course, with my own kids, that kind of naturally led into starting to think about the the kids' books and things. So. Um, so yeah, following that through, I think has has been really really important for me to look back and go, oh, actually, this has been a journey. It's not just been some random, you know, one thing after another that's got nothing to do with each other. No, and it's quite good. It is quite good to sit back and remember that because I never kind of think about that hardly ever. So it is actually quite good to sit back and go because sometimes I feel like I'm just floundering around just I had no idea you know but I was just doing this that and the other thing and then then you have to think yes but it is leading somewhere or it has led somewhere or that's quite good to remember that's really refreshing though that you know you talk about yourself coming in those years before retirement and you're still going I don't know what I'm doing you know (laughs) that's actually that's really life-giving for a lot of people I think because because there are so many people that feel like you should have it all figured out yeah. And like it needs, to, and it, 
I just don't think that you do. Um, well, I think some people think they do and they're on a, a path and they feel really settled and good yeah. in that path. And but good for them. Anything can, <laughs> oh, exactly. I don't know who they are, yeah. but <laughs> if it's you, <laughs> well done. Um, but, yeah, I've never really – I've always felt like I'm just kind of <laughs> – rolling my way through life, not really understanding a lot of it and knowing what I'm doing, but getting there and, yeah. And I often say to to younger people who say, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'll do this or that and it's worrying me if I do this and I go, look, it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you actually don't hate it or you enjoy it um, because it'll all lead somewhere in the end. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed what I've been like, connecting with your songs that it seems important to you that amongst all the fun and the silly and you know the just the the things that are just for dancing to or whatever you're also pretty keen on inserting some important messages in your songs and I'm thinking of you know things like magic and me where you're saying I've got the magic in me to be whoever I want to be or you know save the planet talking about ecology and that kind of thing Um, or even the unfamiliar places where you're going you know it's always hard don't feel alone stepping out of your comfort zone and you know those kind of messages are just beautiful why has it been important to you that that's something that comes out in your writing um because I think I like to let kids know that no matter what they're going through someone else is either going through it or has been through it and it's kind of there's such a massive realm of normal like it's nothing's really normal and um to be able to feel like you're not the only one because we're all just here. Like I said before, we're all just humans being, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And I I just want kids to to feel that they're not alone, I guess, and not the only ones, you know, that we all have these um, insecurities or struggles or we all need to remember that we're we're amazing. We are amazing. <laughs> yeah. And some people, yeah. kids and adults, don't hear that enough, do they? No, that's right. They don't. And, um, gosh, life is just so busy for everyone now too, and it's hard to it's hard to squeeze everything in. And, yeah, it's not easy to be a parent at the best of times, but it's pretty hard these days with all the technology as well and everything. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I really like that, like a lot of, particularly those kind of songs, really suit um, the school environment. And I know, like, your songs are sung in schools throughout the country, and I, I just think that's magic. You know, here are some songs that are written in New Zealand by a New Zealander, talking about who we are here, but also just, yeah, I mean, when I was at school, we were singing We All Live in a Yellow Submarine, Um you know, and I sang that too. Whatever, you know, or um, uh, I don't know. Red, red robin comes bob bobbing along, or you know, um, yeah. Which you know, there's nothing wrong with just singing fun songs, but when yeah. they're singing songs and it's reinforcing to them who they are or who they can be, I just think that's really beautiful. Um, and and also, like I talked to, um, I talked to music with Michael last year, and about the idea that actually it's not just kids that listen to these songs, is it? It's it's actually parents as well. And there are yeah. some parents that need some of these messages too. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, I think parents probably need them just as much as the kids. And um, Michael's songs are similar to mine in that she likes to kind of reassure kids that her messages are similar, which is great. I mean, the more songs we have that do that, the better, I think. Um, But as a general rule, I mean, I actually went to see Ed Sheeran the other day and, um, you know, there were 48,000 people there. And singing is just... It actually, I mean, it's great to have messages in your songs, and he does as well, but it's also just good for the soul to belt out a song in assembly, at home, wherever, because it just not only brings you joy, but it just sends all this lovely joy out into the universe as well, and that's just a big bonus. Yeah. I was actually just this morning listening to a, a podcast episode about the science of awe. And this guy that spent his, spent 10 years studying, scientifically studying the physical body reactions to moments of awe in our life. And, yeah. Um, and a lot of it he talked about um, in the research they've done, actually they thought that sort of moments of nature and things were going to come out on top as the most um, sort of awe-inspiring for people. But it, actually they found that it was moments where people are connecting or creating community or things like that that are actually the most awe-inspiring and he talked about singing as part of that and how it's one like especially when you're in a group and you're singing so whether that's church or whether that's school or whether that's at Ed Sheeran (laughs) yeah it's it's actually one of the few times where everybody's all synced together because you're all breathing at the same time you're all you know everything's going in and out at the same time you've got this yeah I mean you're there with 48,000 other people and feeling some sort of connection to them because you're all there for the same purpose and you yeah. know, you're you're all singing the same songs and yeah I just I find the whole science that he was talking about was just like feeds into exactly what you were saying you know the joy and the beauty and things and and going actually sometimes you know it's it is great to have these messages but sometimes just having songs for the sake of songs is also bringing beauty into the world and that's actually enough yeah it's it's a really lovely thing it just hit home when I was there I mean I have been to see him a couple of times and I've been to lots of other concerts there's something about him though and I I think it's because he's just so down to earth and natural with it all and he just seems to be himself which automatically connects you and and I realized um then and there (laughs) that um it's it's just such an amazing, um, powerful thing that anybody who can um, bring people together in that way, um, and it, it hit home to me that even though mine is on a much smaller scale, <laughs> maybe 48 people might be at a gig, um, it's still a really lovely thing to be able to um do it's and and i should be grateful for any people that listen um to my to my musical come along to a gig yeah Uh, so you've been doing this kids music stuff for quite a while now um since the early 2000s yes so you you started you know after my childhood um even Susie cato's pushing it for me a little bit um, <laughs> she was kind of more as I was getting into teenage years, but, um, yes. the first time I became aware of you was, 
when my girls were little and uh, we recorded some Paw Patrol episodes on um, uh, my Freeview and it seemed like whichever one they chose to watch again, uh, up popped you and Susie sprinkling a little sunshine um, oh. at the end of each episode. And, oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, so, th- so that was kind of the first time that I became aware of you. And um, and then a few years went by and then I became aware of Etu Tangata and, and I interviewed Jay Geldard on um, on the podcast and and it yeah it was, that was something that just completely captured captivated me and and obviously then I've gone on to write a book for them but you actually beat me to that um, <laughs> because you have written a song for them um, yeah how did how did that come about um, yeah how did that partnership come together well it was it was cool how it worked and you know my favorite thing is for someone to say can you write a song and here's all the info kind of thing and and I create something out of that I love doing that so I was really wrapped when uh, Jay got in touch but so his um his children go to Rolleston School and um one of the teachers there was a huge fan of mine and when they were thinking about a song to go along with all their resources um, the teacher was like, well, you should ask Kath B because she writes really great songs. And I was, so I was stoked to awesome. get that commission. And because I knew, because I like to write for the five to 10 year old sort of age group or even up to 12, and I knew it had to be a really cool song, I invited um, Luke Ipapara and uh, Ryan Berry to help me because I knew that they would uh, make it even more cool. So that's where that collab came in. And um, yeah, we just bounced around the ideas of all the the values and um, came out with the song, which was a pretty, it's been a really big hit. And um, and it won the song, the children's song of the year last year. Yeah, so that's even more of a bonus. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You say it's a pretty big hit. It's, it's, won the song of the year it's sung in schools all over the country there's um dance competitions that have been run like dancing to that dance challenge challenge um dancing to that song and and again it's putting forward messages that kids need to hear Um, yeah and yeah what what is it about the etu tangata thing that like when you got that commission you went yeah i really want to share about this idea yeah well again it's those messages of um of reinforcing that um each of us has a value in this world and and I kind of like to stipulate that you don't have to be the best at anything but you don't have to be the best you can just be happy in your doing what you do you don't have to be in the public eye you don't have to be any you know you just no matter what you do just as a human for being born you've got value so I really liked that message in particular and um and because I like writing kind of songs that boost the human spirit it just seemed to fit really perfectly for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What are your hopes going forward from here? Where to from here for Kath B? Well, I just hope that money just starts rolling in for me <laughs> and I don't have to do anything. Yeah, we <laughs> can all do retirement. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I would like to write more commissions. I'm hoping that at some stage I'll get some sync licensing, you know, that one of my songs will be picked up for an ad or something like that. And it's a little bit, it is a little bit like hoping 
because it's it's a fickle kind of industry and um especially in the children's realm it seems even harder to definitely to get into the real public eye you know get onto public tv or onto national radio or anything like that is really quite hard um so yeah it's um that's kind of what i hope i want to get some more commissions and some more um sync licenses and uh i think you know sometimes i think i need to be working harder again when i let my promo slip or my marketing slip or whatever mm. and i think oh i've got to get back onto that and then my granddaughter comes and the afternoon's gone yep. and then you know it's kind of life kind of gets in the way and then i think oh maybe i don't have to do that maybe i have to just let that go and be happy with I'm going off to do a little gig for our local Montessori school this morning. You know, it's kind of like, but yes, I would, I will keep writing and I will um, just keep my, keep my ears and eyes open for more commissions and things that, uh, because writing's my passion really. Performing is good and I'm now, okay with it it's taken a long 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 time to not be not have bad nerves for weeks before but um yeah yeah and say writing you've you've got a couple of books as well I do and actually I've got a book and song and video coming out somewhere in winter with Susie again oh, nice. so we have written another song together and we've got a book coming out with that um which Scholastic picked up which is also really awesome yeah and um, we've got the Etu Tangata video coming out awesome. uh, very soon. And then another cool song written with Luke and Ryan that we um, and a really cool video coming out for that soon too. So there's a bit happening. So you're having a bit of fun. Yeah. And working yeah. hard by the sounds yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> how can, if people want to follow you, find your music, where do they go? Yep. Well, I or, would or, say. Or book you for a commission. Yes, please email me. You can yeah. find me everywhere. Yeah. You can find my website. It's just kathb.nz, K-A-T-H-B-E-E. Um, you can find me on Instagram and um, Facebook. I do have a TikTok account, but I'm not very good at using it. Although someone did just say that individuality has blown up on TikTok and everyone's doing a dance to it. But I have I can't All find right. it. Uh. <laughs> that's that's how old I am. I don't even know how to use TikTok properly. <laughs> so I've I've never been on TikTok. So, oh well, I feel better. Then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with us. Um, thank you for all you do for for people around you, uh, bringing beauty into the world, bringing those messages of hope and joy and things. And yeah, thank you for what you're doing to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Thank you, Andy. It was lovely to chat with you. I'm so taken with how Kath's story is one of love and care for others. Whether it's through her role as a teacher's aide or her intentionality around her song lyrics. I also loved the reminder that there are ways that we can throw joy out into the universe. And Kath, you certainly do just that. Thank you for who you are and for what you do. Here is a blessing for you.
Kath, as you continue to walk the path of life wherever it leads, may you continue to be taken on incredible adventures of learning and wonder and sharing who you are with those around you. May your heart for treating all people as people bring life to those you encounter, dignity to those who have had it taken from them, and joy to you as you throw off inhibitions and dance and sing and play. May your music continue to be sung by children throughout Aotearoa and beyond, and may it be part of shaping the culture of a generation as they grow to believe in themselves and those around them. May you continue to enjoy what you do, drawing life from doing something that throws joy out into the universe, that helps children to feel they aren't alone, and that helps all who hear it to know that they have value. May unexpected encounters create connections that lead to new opportunities, commissions, or creative endeavours. And lastly, may you know you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Thanks to Strawn for the music and Rangi for the karakia. Join me next time when I talk to Katie Rowden, the General Manager of Good Bitches Baking, a great organisation who use baking as a vehicle for good. We talk about the name, the mission, the volunteers, the recipients, and the reciprocal nature of kindness. Until then, me inoi tātou. E tō mātou matua i te rangi, kia tapu tō ingoa, kia tau mai tō rangatiratanga, kia mea te tau e pai ai ki runga ki te whenua, kia rite anō ki tō te rangi. Humai kia mātou ai nei, he taroma mātou mō tēnei rā Mūro mātou hara, me mātou hoki e muru nei I o te hunga, e hara ana kia mātou Aua hoki mātou e kawea, kia whakawaia Engari whakorangia mātou, i 